It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information on how to volunteer, please visit www.librivox.org. This reading by Gordon Mackenzie. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book Nineteen Sea Drift Out of the Cradle Endlessly Rocking Out of the Cradle Endlessly Rocking Out of the Mockingbird's Throat The Musical Shuttle Out of the Ninth Month Midnight Over the Sterile Sands And the Fields Beyond where the child, leaving his bed, wandered alone, bareheaded, barefoot, down from the showered halo, up from the mystic play of shadows twining and twisting as if they were alive, out from the patches of briars and blackberries, from the memories of the bird that chanted to me, from your memories, sad brother, From the fitful risings and fallings I heard, From under that yellow half-moon, Late risen and swollen as if with tears, From those beginning notes of yearning and love There in the mist, From the thousand responses of my heart never to cease, from the myriad thence-aroused words, From the word stronger and more delicious than any, From such as now they start the scene revisiting, As a flock, twittering, rising, or overhead passing, Born hither, ere all eludes me, hurriedly, A man, Yet by these tears, a little boy again, throwing myself on the sand, confronting the waves. I, chanter of pains and joys, uniter of here and hereafter, taking all hints to use them, but swiftly leaping beyond them, a reminiscence sing. Once, Palmanoch, when the lilac scent was in the air and the fifth month grass was growing, up this seashore in some briars, two feathered guests from Alabama, two together, and their nest, and four light green eggs spotted with brown, 
and every day the he-bird to and fro near at hand, and every day the she-bird crouched on her nest, silent with bright eyes, and every day I, a curious boy, never too close, never disturbing them, cautiously peering, absorbing, translating, shine, 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 pour down your warmth, great sun, while we bask, we two together. Two together, winds blow south or winds blow north, day come white or night come black, home or rivers and mountains from home, singing all time, minding no time, while we two keep together, till of a sudden, maybe killed, unknown to her mate, one forenoon the she-bird crouched not on the nest, nor returned that afternoon, nor the next, nor ever appeared again. And thenceforward, all summer in the sound of the sea, and at night under the full of the moon in calmer weather, over the hoarse surging of the sea, or flitting from briar to briar by day, I saw, I heard at intervals, the remaining one, the he-bird, the solitary guest from Alabama. Blow, 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 blow up sea winds along Pomanoc's shore. I wait and I wait till you blow my mate to me. Yes, when the stars glistened all night long on the prong of a moss-scalloped stake, down almost amid the slapping waves, sat the lone singer, wonderful causing tears. He called on his mate, he poured forth the meanings which I, of all men, know. Yes, my brother, I know. The rest might not, but I have treasured every note. For more than once dimly down to the beach gliding, Silent, avoiding the moonbeams, blending myself with the shadows, recalling now the obscure shapes, the echoes, the sounds and sights after their sorts, the white arms out in the breakers, tirelessly tossing, I, with bare feet, a child, the wind wafting my hair, listened. Long and long, listened to keep, to sing, now translating the notes, following you, my brother. Soothe, 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 close on its wave soothes the wave behind, and again 
another behind embracing and lapping, every one close, but my love soothes not me, not me. Low hangs the moon, it rose late, it is lagging, oh, I think it is heavy with love, with love. Oh, madly, the sea pushes upon the land with love, with love. O oh, night, do I not see my love fluttering out among the breakers? What is that little black thing I see there in the white? Loud, loud, loud! Loud I call to you, my love. High and clear I shoot my voice over the waves. Surely you must know who is here, is here. You must know who I am, my love. Low-hanging moon, what is that dusky spot in your brown-yellow? Oh, it is the shape, the shape of my mate. Oh, moon, do not keep her from me any longer. Land. Land, oh, land, whichever way I turn, oh, I think you could give me my mate back again if you only would, for I am almost sure I see her dimly, whichever way I look. Oh, rising stars, perhaps the one I want so much will rise, will rise with some of you. O oh, throat, O oh, trembling throat, sound clearer through the atmosphere, pierce the woods, the earth, somewhere listening to catch you, must be the one I want. Shake out carols, solitary here the night's carols, carols of lonesome love. Death's carols, carols under that lagging yellow waning moon, oh, under that moon where she droops almost down into the sea, oh, reckless, despairing carols. But soft, sink low, soft. Let me just murmur. And do you wait a moment, you husky noised sea? For somewhere, I believe, I heard my mate responding to me. So faint, I must be still, be still to listen. But not altogether still, for then she might not come immediately to me. Hither, my love, here I am, here, with this just sustained note, I announce myself to you. This gentle call is for you, my love, for you.
Do not be decoyed elsewhere. That is the whistle of the wind, it is not my voice. That is the fluttering, the fluttering of the spray. Those are the shadows of the leaves. O oh, darkness! O oh, in vain! Oh, I am very sick and sorrowful. O oh, brown halo in the sky near the moon drooping upon the sea. O oh, troubled reflection in the sea. O oh, throat, O oh, throbbing heart. And I, singing uselessly, uselessly all the night. O oh, past, O oh, happy life, O oh, songs of joy, In the air, in the woods, over fields, Loved, 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 loved. But my mate no more, no more with me, we two together no more. The area sinking, all else continuing, the stars shining, the winds blowing, the notes of the bird continuous echoing. With angry moans the fierce old mother, incessantly moaning. On the sands of Pomenoc's shore, gray and rustling. The yellow half-moon enlarged, sagging down, drooping, the face of the sea almost touching. The boy ecstatic, with his bare feet the waves, with his hair the atmosphere dallying. The love in the heart long pent, now loose, Now at last tumultuously bursting, The area's meaning, The ears, the soul swiftly depositing, The strange tears down the cheeks coursing, The colloquy there, the trio, each uttering the undertone the savage old mother incessantly crying to the boy's soul's questions sullenly timing some drowned secret hissing to the outsetting bard demon or bird said the boy's soul is it indeed toward your mate you sing? Or is it really to me? For I that was a child, my tongue's use sleeping, Now I have heard you, now in a moment, I know what I am for. I awake, and already a thousand singers, a thousand songs, clearer, Louder and more sorrowful than yours. A thousand warbling echoes Have started to life within me, Never to die. 
O oh, you singer solitary, singing by yourself, projecting me, O oh, solitary me listening, never more shall I cease perpetuating you, never more shall I escape, never more the reverberations, never more the cries of unsatisfied love be absent from me, never again leave me to be the peaceful child I was before what there in the night, by the sea under the yellow and sagging moon, the messenger there aroused the fire, the sweet hell within, the unknown want, the destiny of me. Oh, give me the clue, it lurks in the night here somewhere. Oh, if I am to have so much, let me have more. A word, then, for I will conquer it, the word final, superior to all, subtle, sent up. What is it? I listen. Are you whispering it, and have been all the time, you sea waves? Is that it, from your liquid rims and wet sands? Whereto answering, the sea, delaying not, hurrying not, whispered me through the night, and very plainly, before daybreak, lisped to me the low and delicious word, Death, and again, Death, 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 hissing, melodious, neither like the bird nor like my aroused child's heart, but edging near as privately for me rustling at my feet, creeping thence steadily up to my ears, and laving me softly all over. Death, 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 death. which I do not forget, but fuse the song of my dusky demon and brother that he sang to me in the moonlight on Pomenoc's gray beach with the thousand responsive songs at random, my own songs awaked from that hour, and with them the key the word up from the waves, the word of the sweetest song and all songs, that strong, delicious word which, creeping to my feet, or like some old crone rocking the cradle, swathed in sweet garments bending aside, the sea. 
whispered me. As I ebbed with the ocean of life, one, as I ebbed with the ocean of life, as I wended the shores I know, as I walked, where the ripples continually wash you, Palmanoc, where they rustle up, hoarse and sibilant, where the fierce old mother endlessly cries for her castaways, I, musing late in the autumn day, gazing off southward, held by this electric self out of the pride of which I utter poems, was seized by the spirit that trails in the lines underfoot, the rim, the sediment that stands for all the water and all the land of the globe. Fascinated, my eyes reverting from the south dropped to follow those slender windrows, chaff, straw, splinters of wood, weeds and the sea-gluten, scum, scales from shining rocks, leaves of salt lettuce left by the tide, miles walking, the sound of breaking waves the other side of me, Palmanoc there and then as I brought the old thought of likenesses. These you presented to me, you fish-shaped island, as I wended the shores I know, as I walked with that electric self seeking types. 2. As I wend to the shores I know not, as I list to the dirge, the voices of men and women wrecked, as I inhale the impalpable breezes that set in upon me, as the ocean so mysterious rolls toward me closer and closer, I, too, but signify at the utmost a little washed-up drift a few sands and dead leaves to gather, gather, and merge myself as part of the sands, and drift. O oh, baffled, balked, bent to the very earth, oppressed with myself that I have dared to open my mouth, aware now that Amid all that blab whose echoes recoil upon me, I have not once had the least idea who or what I am, but that before all my arrogant poems the real me stands yet untouched, untold, altogether unreached withdrawn far, mocking me with mock congratulatory signs and bows, with peals of distant ironical laughter at every word I have written, pointing in silence to these songs, and then to the sand beneath.
I perceive I have not really understood anything, not a single object, and that no man ever can. Nature here in sight of the sea taking advantage of me to dart upon me and sting me, because I have dared to open my mouth to sing at all. Three. You oceans both, I close with you. We murmur alike, reproachfully rolling sands and drift, not knowing why, these little shreds indeed, standing for you and me and all. You friable shore with trails of debris, you fish-shaped island, I take what is underfoot. What is yours is mine, my father. I too, Palmanok, I too have bubbled up, floated the measureless float, and been washed on your shores. I too am but a trail of drift and debris. I too leave little wrecks upon you, you fish-shaped island. I throw myself upon your breast, my father. I cling to you so that you cannot unloose me. I hold you so firm till you answer me something. Kiss me, my father. Touch me with your lips as I touch those I love. Breathe to me while I hold you close, the secret of the murmuring I envy. 4. Ebb, ocean of life, the flow will return. Cease not your moaning, you fierce old mother. Endlessly cry for your castaways. But fear not, deny not me. Rustle not up so hoarse and angry against my feet as I touch you or gather from you. I mean tenderly by you and all. I gather for myself and for this phantom looking down where we lead, and following me and mine. Me and mine, loose windrows, little corpses, froth, snowy white, and bubbles. See, from my dead lips the ooze exuding at last. See the prismatic colors glistening and rolling. Tufts of straw, sands, fragments, buoyed hither from many moods, one contradicting another, from the storm, the long calm, the darkness, the swell, 
musing, pondering, a breath, a briny tear, a dab of liquid or soil, up just as much out of the fathomless workings fermented and thrown, a limp blossom or two, torn, just as much over waves floating, drifted at random, just as much for us, that sobbing dirge of nature, just as much whence we come, that blare of the cloud trumpets, we capricious, brought hither we know not whence, spread out before you, you up there, walking or sitting, whoever you are, we too lie in drifts at your feet. Tears 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 in the night, in solitude, tears. On the white shore, dripping, dripping, sucked in by the sand, tears. Not a star shining, all dark and desolate. Moist tears from the eyes of a muffled head. Oh, who is that ghost, that form in the dark with tears? What shapeless lump is that bent, crouched there on the sand? Streaming tears, sobbing tears, throes choked with wild cries. Oh, storm! Embodied, rising, careering with swift steps along the beach. O oh, wild and dismal night storm, with wind, O oh, belching and desperate. O oh, shade so sedate and decorous by day, with calm countenance and regulated pace. But away at night as you fly, none looking, Oh, then the unloosed ocean of tears, Tears, tears. To the man-of-war bird Thou who hast slept all night upon the storm, Waking renewed on thy prodigious pinions, Burst the wild storm, above it thou ascendedst, and rested on the sky, thy slave that cradled thee. Now a blue point, far, far in heaven floating. As to the light emerging here on deck, I watch thee, myself a speck, a point on the world's floating vast. Far. Far at sea, 
after the night's fierce drifts have strewn the shore with wrecks, with reappearing day as now so happy and serene, the rosy and elastic dawn, the flashing sun, the limpid spread of air cerulean, thou also reappearest. Thou born to match the gale, thou art all wings, to cope with heaven and earth and sea and hurricane, thou ship of air that never furlest thy sails, days, even weeks, untired and onward, through spaces, realms gyrating, at dusk, Thou lookest on Senegal, at morn America, that sportest amid the lightning flash and thunder cloud, in them, in thy experiences, hadst thou my soul, what joys, what joys were thine. Aboard at a Ship's Helm Aboard at a ship's helm, a young steersman steering with care. Through fog on a sea-coast dolefully ringing, an ocean bell, oh, a warning bell rocked by the waves. Oh, you give good notice indeed, you bell by the sea-reefs ringing, ringing, ringing to warn the ship from its wreck-place. For as on the alert, O steersman, you mind the loud admonition, the bows turn, the freighted ship tacking speeds away under her gray sails, the beautiful and noble ship with all her precious wealth speeds away gaily and safe. But, O oh, the ship, the immortal ship, O oh, ship aboard the ship, ship of the body, ship of the soul, voyaging, voyaging, voyaging. On the Beach at Night On the beach at night stands a child with her father, watching the east the autumn sky. Up through the darkness, while ravening clouds, the burial clouds, in black masses spreading, lower sullen and fast athwart and down the sky. Amid a transparent clear belt of ether yet left in the east, ascends large and calm the Lord's star Jupiter, and nigh at hand, only a very little above, swim the delicate sisters, the Pleiades. From the beach, the child holding the hand of her father, those burial clouds that lower victorious soon to devour all, watching, silently weeps, Weep not, child, weep not, my darling. With these kisses let me remove your tears. 
the ravening clouds, shall not long be victorious. They shall not long possess the sky. They devour the stars only in apparition. Jupiter shall emerge. Be patient. Watch again another night. The Pleiades shall emerge. They are immortal. All those stars, both silvery and golden, shall shine out again. The great stars and the little ones shall shine out again. They endure. The vast immortal suns and the long enduring pensive moons shall again shine. Then, dearest child, mournest thou only for Jupiter? Considerest thou alone the burial of the stars? Something there is, with my lips soothing thee, adding I whisper, I give thee the first suggestion, the problem, and indirection. Something there is more immortal even than the stars. Many the burials, many the days and nights passing away. Something that shall endure longer even than lustrous Jupiter, longer than sun or any revolving satellite or the radiant sisters, the Pleiades. THE WORLD BELOW THE BRINE The world below the brine, Forests at the bottom of the sea, The branches and leaves, Sea lettuce, Vast lichens, strange, Flowers and seeds, the thick tangle openings and pink turf, different colors, pale gray and green, purple, white and gold, the play of light through the water, dumb swimmers there among the rocks, coral, gluten, grass, rushes, and the aliment of the swimmers. Sluggish existences grazing there suspended, Or slowly crawling close to the bottom. The sperm whale at the surface blowing air and spray, Or disporting with his flukes. The leaden-eyed shark, the walrus, the turtle, The hairy sea leopard and the stingray. Passions there. Wars, pursuits, tribes, sight in those ocean depths, Breathing that thick-breathing air, as so many do. The change thence to the sight here, And to the subtle air breathed by beings like us, Who walk this sphere. The change onward from ours, to that of beings who walk other spheres.
on the beach at night alone. On the beach at night alone, as the old mother sways her to and fro, singing her husky song. As I watch the bright stars shining, I think a thought of the clef of the universe, and of the future, a vast similitude interlocks all, all spheres, grown, ungrown, small, large, suns, moons, planets, all distances of place however wide, all distances of time, all inanimate forms, all souls, all living bodies, though they be ever so different or in different worlds, all gaseous, watery, vegetable, mineral processes, the fish, the brutes, all nations, colors, barbarism, civilizations, languages, all identities that have existed or may exist on this globe or any globe, all lives and deaths, all of the past, present, future, this vast similitude spans them, and always has spanned and shall forever span them, and compactly hold and enclose them. Song for All Seas, All Ships 1. Today a rude brief recitative of ships sailing the seas, each with its special flag or ship signal, of unnamed heroes in the ships, of waves spreading and spreading far as the eye can reach, of dashing spray and the winds piping and blowing, and out of these a chant for the sailors of all nations, fitful like a surge. Of sea captains, young or old, and the mates, and of all intrepid sailors, of the few, very choice, taciturn, whom fate can never surprise nor death dismay, picked sparingly without noise by thee, old ocean, chosen by thee. Thou sea that pickest and cullest the race in time, And unitest nations, Suckled by thee, old husky nurse, Embodying thee, indomitable, Untamed as thee. Ever the heroes on water or on land, By ones or twos appearing, Ever the stock preserved, and never lost, Though rare, enough for seed preserved. 2. 
Flaunt out, O sea, your separate flags of nations. Flaunt out visible as ever the various ship signals. But do you reserve especially for yourself and for the soul of man one flag, above all the rest? A spiritual woven signal for all nations, emblem of man elate above death, token of all brave captains and all intrepid sailors and mates, and all that went down doing their duty. Reminiscent of them, twined from all intrepid captains, young or old, a pennant, universal, subtly waving all time o'er all brave sailors, all seas, all ships. Patrolling Barnegat Wild, wild the storm, and the sea high running. Steady the roar of the gale, with incessant undertone muttering. Shouts of demoniac laughter, fitfully piercing and pealing. Waves, air, midnight, their savagest trinity lashing. Out in the shadows where milk-white combs careering, on beachy slush and sand spurts of snow fierce slanting, where through the murk the easterly death-wind breasting, through cutting swirl and spray watchful and firm advancing, that in the distance, is that a wreck, is the red signal flaring? Slush and sand of the beach, tireless till daylight wending, Steadily, slowly, through hoarse roar never remitting, Along the midnight edge by those milky white combs careering, A group of dim, weird forms struggling, the night confronting, the savage trinity warily watching. After the Sea Ship After the sea ship, after the whistling winds, after the white-gray sails taut to their spars and ropes, Below a myriad-myriad waves hastening, lifting up their necks, Tending in ceaseless flow toward the track of the ship, Waves of the ocean, bubbling and gurgling, blithely prying, Waves undulating waves, liquid, uneven, emulous waves, toward that whirling current, laughing and buoyant, with curves, 
where the great vessel, sailing and tracking, displaced the surface. Larger and smaller waves, in the spread of the ocean, yearnfully flowing. The wake of the sea-ship, after she passes, flashing and frolicsome under the sun, a motley procession, with many a fleck of foam and many fragments, following the stately and rapid ship in the wake, following. End of Book 19 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hugh McGuire. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book 20. By the Roadside. A Boston Ballad. 1854 To get bedtimes in Boston town I rose this morning early Here's a good place at the corner I must stand and see the show Clear the way there, Jonathan Way for the President's Marshal Way for the Government Cannon Way for the Federal Foot and Dragoons And the apparitions copiously tumbling I love to look on the stars and stripes. I hope the fifes will play Yankee Doodle. How bright shine the cutlasses of the foremost troops. Every man holds his revolver, marching stiff through Boston town. A fog follows. Antiques of the same come limping. Some appear wooden-legged, and some appear bandaged and bloodless. Why, this is indeed a show. It is called the dead out of the earth. The old graveyards of the hills have hurried to see. Phantoms, phantoms countless by flank and rear. Cocked hats and mothy mold, crutches made of mist. Arms in slings, old men leaning on young men's shoulders. What troubles you, Yankee phantoms? What is all this chattering of bare gums? Does the ague convulse your limbs? Do you mistake your crutches for firelocks and level them? If you blind your eyes with tears, you will not see the President's marshal. If you groan such groans, you might balk the government cannon. For shame, old maniacs! Bring down those tossed arms and let your white hair be. Here gape your great-grandsons, their wives gaze at them from the windows. See how well-dressed, see how orderly they conduct themselves. Worse and worse, can't you stand it? Are you retreating? Is this hour with the living too dead for you? Retreat then, pell-mell, 
to your graves, back, back to the hills, old limpers. I do not think you belong here anyhow. But there is one thing that belongs here. Shall I tell you what it is, gentlemen of Boston? I will whisper it to the mayor. He shall send a committee to England. They shall get a grant from the Parliament, go with a cart to the royal vault, dig out King George's coffin, unwrap him quick from the grave-cloths, box up his bones for a journey, find a swift Yankee clipper. Here is freight for you, black-bellied clipper, up with your anchor, shake out your sails, steer straight toward Boston Bay. Now call for the president's marshal again, bring out the government cannon, fetch home with roars from Congress, make another procession, guard it with foot and dragoons. This centerpiece for them. Look, all orderly citizens, look from the windows, women. The committee open the box, set up the regal ribs, glue those that will not stay. Clap the skull on top of the ribs, and clap a crown on top of the skull. You have got your revenge, old buster. The crown is come to its own, and more than its own. Stick your hands in your pockets, Jonathan. You are a made man from this day. You are mighty cute. And here is one of your bargains. Europe. The seventy-second and seventy-third years of these states. Suddenly out of its stale and drowsy lair, the lair of slaves, like lightning, it leapt forth, half-startled at itself. Its feet upon the ashes and the rags, its hands tight to the throats of kings. O hope and faith, O aching close of exiled patriots' lives, O many a sickened heart, turn back unto this day and make yourselves afresh. And you, paid to defile the people, you liars, mark, not for numberless agonies, murders, lusts, for court thieving in its manifold mean forms, worming from his simplicity the poor man's wages. For many a promise sworn by royal lips, and broken and laughed at in the breaking. Then in their power, not for all these, did the blows strike revenge. Or the heads of the nobles fall, the people scorned the ferocity of kings. But the sweetness of mercy brewed bitter destruction. And the frightened monarchs come back, each comes in state with his train, hangman, priest, tax-gatherer, soldier, lawyer, lord, jailer, and sycophant. Yet behind all lowering, stealing low, a shape, vague as the night, draped interminably, head, front, and form in scarlet folds whose face and eyes none may see. Out of its robes only this, the red robes lifted by the arm, one finger crooked, 
pointed high over the top, like the head of a snake appears. Meanwhile corpses lie in new-made graves, bloody corpses of young men, the rope of the gibbet hangs heavily. The bullets of princes are flying, the creatures of powers laugh aloud, and all these things bear fruits, and they are good. Those corpses of young men, those martyrs that hang from the gibbets, those hearts pierced by the gray lead, cold and motionless as they seem live elsewhere with unslaughtered vitality. They live in other young men, O kings. They live in brothers again ready to defy you. They were purified by death. They were taught and exalted. Not a grave of the murdered for freedom, but grows seed for freedom in its turn to bear seed, which the winds carry afar and re-sow, and the rains and the snows nourish. Not a disembodied spirit can the weapons of tyrants let loose, but it stalks invisibly over the earth, whispering, counseling, cautioning. Liberty, let others despair of you, I never despair of you. Is the house shut? Is the master away? Nevertheless, be ready. Be not wary of watching. He will soon return. His messengers come anon. Hand mirror. Hold it up sternly. See this it sends back. Who is it? Is it you? Outside, fair costume within ashes and filth. No more flashing eye. No more a sonorous voice or springy step. Now some slave's eye, voice, hand, step, a drunkard's breath, unwholesome eater's face, Vernariali's flesh, lungs rotting away, piecemeal, stomach sour and cankerous, joints rheumatic, bowels clogged with abomination. Blood circulating dark and poisonous streams. Words babble, hearing, and touch callous. No brain, no heart left, no magnetism of sex. Such from one look in this looking-glass ere you go hence. Such a result so soon, and from such a beginning. Gods. Lover divine and perfect comrade, waiting content, invisible yet certain. Be thou my God, thou, thou, the ideal man, fair, able, beautiful, content, and loving, complete in body, and dilate in spirit. Be thou my God. O death! For life has served its turn, opener and usher to the heavenly mansion, be thou my God. Aught, aught of mightiest best I see, conceive or know, to break the stagnant tie, thee, thee to free, O soul, be thou my God. All great ideas, the race's aspirations, all heroisms, Deeds of rapt enthusiasts be ye my gods. Or time and space, or shape of earth divine and wondrous, or some fair shape I viewing worship, 
or lustrous orb of the sun or star by night, be ye my gods. Germs, forms, qualities, lives, humanity, language, thoughts, the ones known and the ones unknown, the ones on the stars, the stars themselves, some shaped, others unshaped, wonders as of those countries, the soil, trees, cities, inhabitants, whatever they may be, splendid suns, the moon and rings, the countless combinations and effects, such like, and as good as such like, visible here or anywhere, stand provided for a handful of space which I extend my arm and half enclose with my hand, that containing the start of each and all, the virtue, the germs of all. Thoughts of ownership, as if one fit to own things, could not a pleasure enter upon all, and incorporate them into himself or herself. A vista, suppose some sight in arriere through the formative chaos, presuming the growth, fullness, life, now attained on the journey. But I see the road continued, and the journey ever continued. Of what was once lacking on earth and in due time has become supplied, and of what will yet be supplied, because all I see and know I believe to have its main purport in what will yet be supplied. When I Heard the Learned Astronomer When I heard the learned astronomer, when the proofs, the figures, were ranged in columns before me, when I was shown the charts and diagrams to add, divide, and measure them, when I sitting heard the astronomer, where he lectured with much applause in the lecture room, how soon unaccountable I became, tired and sick, till rising and gliding out I wandered off by myself in the mystical moist night air and from time to time looked up perfect. Silence at the stars. Perfections. Only themselves understand themselves and the like of themselves as souls only understand souls. O me, O life, O me, O life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, of myself forever reproaching myself. For who more foolish than I, and who more faithless? Of eyes that vainly crave the light, of the objects mean, of the struggle ever renewed, of the poor results of all, of the plowding and sordid crowds I see around me, of the empty and useless years of the rest, with the rest me intertwined, the question, O oh, me, so sad recurring, what good amid these, O oh, me? O oh, life, answer that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse to a president. All you are doing and saying is to America dangled mirages. You have not learned of nature, of the politics of nature. You have not learned the great amplitude, rectitude, impartiality. 
You have not seen that only such as they are for these states, and that what is less than they must sooner or later lift off from these states. I sit and look out. I sit and look out upon all the sorrows of the world, and upon all oppression and shame. I hear secret convulsive sobs from young men at anguish with themselves, remorseful after deeds done. I see in low life the mother misused by her children, dying, neglected, gaunt, and desperate. I see the wife misused by her husband. I see the treacherous seducer of young women. I mark the ranklings of jealousy and unrequited love attempted to be hid. I see these sights on the earth. I see the workings of battle, pestilence, tyranny. I see martyrs and prisoners. I observe a famine at sea. I observe the sailors casting lots who shall be killed to preserve the lives of the rest. I observe the slights and degradations cast by arrogant persons upon laborers, the poor, and upon negroes and the like. All these, all the meanness and agony without end, I sitting look out upon, see, hear, and am silent. To rich givers, what you give me I cheerfully accept, a little sustenance, a hut and garden, a little money, as I rendezvous with my poems, a traveler's lodging and breakfast as journey through the states. Why should I be ashamed to own such gifts? Why to advertise for them? For I myself am not one who bestows nothing upon man and woman, for I bestow upon any man or woman the entrance to all the gifts of the universe. The dalliance of the eagles, skirting the river road, my forenoon walk, my rest. Skyward in air a sudden muffled sound, the dalliance of the eagles, the rushing amorous contact high in space together. The clinching, interlocking claws, a living, fierce, gyrating wheel, four beating wings, two beaks, a swirling mass, tight grappling, in tumbling, turning, clustering loops, straight downward falling, till o'er the river poised the twain, yet one a moment's lull, a motionless, still balance in the air, then parting, talons loosing. Upward again on slow, firm pinions slanting their separate, diverse flight. She hers, he his, pursuing. Roaming in Thought, after reading Hegel. Roaming in thought over the universe, I saw the little that is good steadily hastening towards immortality. And the vast all that is called evil I saw hastening to merge itself and become lost and dead. A Farm Picture Through the ample open door of the peaceful country barn, a sunlit pasture field with cattle and horses feeding, and haze and vista, and the far horizon fading away. A child's amaze. Silent and amazed, even when a little boy, 
I remember I heard the preacher every Sunday put God in his statements as contending against some being or influence. The runner On a flat road runs the well-trained runner. He is lean and sinewy with muscular legs. He is thinly closed. He leans forward as he runs with lightly closed fists and arms partially raised. Beautiful women. Women sit or move to and fro, some old, some young. The young are beautiful, but the old are more beautiful than the young. Mother and Babe I see the sleeping babe nestling the breast of its mother, the sleeping mother and the babe hushed. I study them long and long. Thought Of obedience, faith, adhesiveness. As I stand aloof and look, there is to me something profoundly affecting in large masses of men following the lead of those who do not believe in men. Visored, a mask, a perpetual natural disguiser of herself, concealing her face, concealing her form, changes and transformations every hour, every moment, falling upon her even when she sleeps. Thought of justice, as if could be anything but the same ample law expounded by natural judges and saviors, as if it might be this thing or that thing, according to decisions. Gliding o'er all, gliding o'er all, through all, through nature, time, and space, as a ship on the waters advancing the voyage of the soul, not life alone, death, many deaths I'll sing. Hast never come to thee an hour? Hast never come to thee an hour? A sudden gleam divine, precipitating, bursting all these bubbles, fashions, wealth? These eager business aims, books, politics, art, amours, to utter nothingness. Thought of equality, as if it harmed me, giving others the same chances and rights as myself as if it were not indispensable to my own rights that others possess the same. To old age, I see in you the estuary that enlarges and spreads itself grandly as it pours in the great sea. Locations and times. Locations and times, what is it in me that meets them all, whenever and wherever, and makes me at home? Forms, colors, densities, odors, what is it in me that corresponds with them? Offerings, a thousand perfect women and men appear. Around each gathers a cluster of friends and gay children and youths with offerings. To the states, to identify the 16th, 17th or 18th Presidentiad. Why reclining, interrogating, why myself and all drowsing? What deepening twilight scum floating atop the waters? Who are they as bats and night dogs askant in the capital? 
What a filthy presidentiad! O south, your torrid suns! O north, your arctic freezings! Are those really congressmen? Are those the great judges? Is that the president? Then I will sleep a while yet, For I see that these states sleep for reasons. With gathering murk, with muttering thunder, And lambent shoots we all duly awake, South, north, east, west, inland and seaboard, We will surely wake. End of Book 20「This is a reading by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman Book 21 Drum Taps Part 1 First O Songs for a Prelude First O Songs for a Prelude Lightly strike on the stretched tympanum Pride and joy in my city How she led the rest to arms How she gave the cue how at once with lithe limbs unwaiting a moment she sprang oh superb oh manhattan my own my peerless oh strongest you in the hour of danger in crisis oh truer than steel how you sprang how you threw off the costumes of peace with indifferent hand how your soft opera music changed and the drum and fife were heard in their stead how you led to the war, that shall serve for our prelude, songs of soldiers, how Manhattan drum-taps led. Forty years had I in my city seen soldiers parading, forty years as a pageant, till unawares the lady of this teeming and turbulent city, sleepless amid her ships, her houses, her incalculable wealth, with her million children around her, Suddenly, at dead of night, at news from the south, Incensed, struck with clinched hand, the pavement. A shock electric, the night sustained it, Till with ominous hum our hive at daybreak Poured out its myriads. From the houses then, and the workshops, And through all the doorways, Leapt they tumultuous, and lo, Manhattan arming. To the drum-taps prompt, the young men falling in and arming, the mechanics arming, the trowel, the jack-plane, the blacksmith's hammer, tossed aside with precipitation, the lawyer leaving his office and arming, the judge leaving his court, the driver deserting his wagon in the street, jumping down, throwing the reins abruptly down on the horses' backs, the salesman leaving the store, the boss, bookkeeper, porter, all leaving. Squads gather everywhere by common consent and arm. The new recruits, even boys, the old men show them how to wear their accoutrements. They buckle the straps carefully. Outdoors arming, indoors arming, the flash of the musket barrels. The white tents cluster in camps, 
the armed sentries around, the sunrise cannon, and again at sunset. Armed regiments arrive every day, pass through the city, and embark from the wharves. How good they look as they tramp down to the river, sweaty, with their guns on their shoulders. How I love them, how I could hug them with their brown faces and their clothes and knapsacks covered with dust. The blood of the city up-armed, armed, the cry everywhere. The flags flung out from the steeples of churches and from all the public buildings and stores. The tearful parting. The mother kisses her son, the son kisses his mother. Loath is the mother to part, yet not a word does she speak to detain him. The tumultuous escort, the ranks of policemen preceding, clearing the way. The unpent enthusiasm, the wild cheers of the crowd for their favourites. The artillery, the silent cannons bright as gold, drawn along, rumble lightly over the stones. Silent cannons, soon to cease your silence, soon unlimbered to begin the red business. All the mutter of preparation, all the determined arming, the hospital service, the lint, bandages, and medicines, the women volunteering for nurses, the work begun for in earnest, no mere parade now. War! An armed race is advancing, the welcome for battle, no turning away. War! Be it weeks, months, or years, an armed race is advancing to welcome it. Manhattan a march, and it's oh to sing it well, it's oh for a manly life in the camp. And the sturdy artillery, the guns bright as gold, the work for giants to serve well the guns, unlimber them. No more, as the past forty years, for salutes for courtesies merely. Put in something now besides, powder and wadding. And you, lady of ships, you, Manahata, old matron of this proud, friendly, turbulent city, often in peace and wealth you were pensive, or covertly frowned amid all your children. But now you smile with joy exulting, old Manahata. 1861 Armed year, year of the struggle, no dainty rhymes or sentimental love-verses for you, terrible year. Not you as some pale poetling seated at a desk, lisping cadenza's piano, but as a strong man erect, clothed in blue clothes, advancing, carrying rifle on your shoulder, with well-gristled body and sunburnt face and hands, with a knife in the belt at your side, as I heard you shouting loud your sonorous voice ringing across the continent, your masculine voice, O year, as rising amid the great cities, amid the men of Manhattan, I saw you as one of the workmen, the dwellers in Manhattan, or with large steps crossing the prairies out of Illinois and Indiana, rapidly crossing the west with springy gait, and descending the Alleghanies, or down from the great lakes, or in Pennsylvania, or on deck along the Ohio River, or southward along the Tennessee or Cumberland rivers, or at Chattanooga on the mountain-top, saw I your gait, and saw I your sinewy limbs clothed in blue, bearing weapons, robust year. 
heard your determined voice launched forth again and again, year that suddenly sang by the mouths of the round-lipped cannon, I repeat you, hurrying, crashing, sad, distracted year. Beat, beat, drums. Beat, beat, drums. Blow, bugles, blow. Through the windows, through doors, burst like a ruthless force into the solemn church and scatter the congregation, into the school where the scholar is studying. Leave not the bridegroom quiet, no happiness must he have now with his bride, nor the peaceful farmer any peace, ploughing his field or gathering his grain. So fierce you whirr and pound, you drums, so shrill you bugles blow. Beat! Beat, drums, blow, bugles, blow. Over the traffic of cities, over the rumble of wheels in the streets, are beds prepared for sleepers at night in the houses? No sleepers must sleep in those beds, no bargainers' bargains by day, no brokers or speculators. Would they continue? Would the talkers be talking? Would the singer attempt to sing? Would the lawyer rise in the court to state his case before the judge? Then rattle quicker, heavier drums, you bugles wilder blow. Beat, beat, drums. Blow, bugles, blow. Make no parley. Stop for no expostulation. Mind not the timid, mind not the weeper or prayer. Mind not the old man beseeching the young man. Let not the child's voice be heard, nor the mother's entreaties. Make even the trestles to shake the dead where they lie awaiting the hearses. So strong you thump, O oh, terrible drums! So loud you bugles blow! From Palmanach, starting, I fly like a bird. From Palmanach, starting, I fly like a bird, Around and around, to soar, to sing the idea of all, to the north betaking myself to sing their arctic songs, to Canada till I absorb Canada in myself, to Michigan then, to Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, to sing their songs, they are inimitable, then to Ohio and Indiana to sing theirs, to Missouri and Kansas and Arkansas to sing theirs, to Tennessee and Kentucky, to the Carolinas and Georgia to sing theirs, to Texas, and so along up toward California, to Rome accepted everywhere, to sing first, to the tap of the war-drum, if need be, the idea of all, of the western world, one and inseparable, and then the song of each member of these states. Song of the Banner at Daybreak Poet. Oh, a new song, a free song, flapping, 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 by sounds, by voices clearer, by the wind's voice and that of the drum, by the banner's voice and child's voice, and sea's voice and father's voice, low on the ground and high in the air, on the ground where father and child stand, in the upward air where their eyes turn where the banner at daybreak is flapping. Words, book-words, what are you? Words no more, for hearken and see, my song is there in the open air, 
and I must sing with the banner and pennant of flapping. I'll weave the cord and twine in man's desire and babe's desire. I'll twine them in. I'll put in life. I'll put the bayonet's flashing point. I'll let bullets and slugs whiz. As one carrying a symbol and menace far into the future, crying with trumpet voice, Arouse and beware, beware and arouse. I'll pour the verse with streams of blood, full of volition, full of joy. Then loosen, launch forth, to go and compete with the banner and pennant, a-flapping. Pennant Come up here, bard, bard, come up here, soul, soul. Come up here, dear little child, to fly in the clouds and winds with me, and play with the measureless light. Child. Father, what is that in the sky beckoning to me with long finger, and what does it say to me all the while? Father. Nothing, my babe, you see in the sky, and nothing at all to you, it says. But look you, my babe, look at these dazzling things in the houses, and see you the money-shops opening, and see you the vehicles preparing to crawl along the streets with goods, these, ah, these, how valued and toiled for these, how envied by all the earth. Poet Fresh and rosy red, the sun is mounting high, on floats the sea in distant blue, careering through its channels. On floats the wind over the breast of the sea, setting in toward land, the great steady wind from west or west by south, floating so buoyant with milk-white foam on the waters. But I am not the sea, nor the red sun. I am not the wind with girlish laughter, not the immense wind which strengthens, nor the wind which lashes, not the spirit that ever lashes its own body to terror and death. But I am that which unseen comes, and sings, sings, sings which babbles in brooks and scoots in showers on the land, which the birds know in the woods mornings and evenings, and the shore-sands know and the hissing wave, and that banner and pennant, aloft there, flapping and flapping. Child O oh, father, it is alive, it is full of people, it has children. Oh, now it seems to me it is talking to its children. I hear it. It talks to me, oh, it is wonderful, oh, it stretches, it spreads and runs so fast, oh, my father, it is so broad, it covers the whole sky. Father. Cease, cease, my foolish babe, what you are saying is sorrowful to me, much displeases me. Behold with the rest again, I say, behold not banners and pennants aloft, but the well-prepared pavements, behold, and mark the solid-walled houses. Banner and Pennant Speak to the child, O bard, out of Manhattan. To our children all, or north or south of Manhattan, point this day, leaving all the rest to us over all, and yet we know not why. For what are we, mere strips of cloth, profiting nothing, only flapping in the wind? Poet I hear and see not strips of cloth alone, I hear the tramp of armies, I hear the challenging sentry, I hear the jubilant shouts of millions of men, I hear liberty, 
I hear the drums beat, and the trumpets blowing. I myself move abroad, swift rising, flying then. I use the wings of the land-bird, and use the wings of the sea-bird, and look down as from a height. I do not deny the precious results of peace. I see populous cities with wealth incalculable. I see numberless farms. I see the farmers working in their fields or barns. I see mechanics working. I see buildings everywhere, founded, going up, or finished. I see trains of cars swiftly speeding along railroad tracks drawn by the locomotives. I see the stores, depots of Boston, Baltimore, Charleston, New Orleans. I see far in the west the immense area of grain. I dwell a while hovering. I pass to the lumber forests of the north, and again to the southern plantation, and again to California. Sweeping the whole, I see the countless profit, the busy gatherings, earned wages. See the identity formed out of thirty-eight spacious and haughty states, and many more to come. See forts on the shores of harbors, see ships sailing in and out, then over all, I, I, my little and lengthened pennant shaped like a sword, runs swiftly up, indicating war and defiance, and now the halyards have raised it. Side of my banner, broad and blue, side of my starry banner, discarding peace over all the sea and land. Banner and Pennant Yet louder, higher, stronger, bard, yet farther, wider cleave. No longer let our children deem us riches and peace alone. We may be terror and carnage, and are so now. Not now are we any one of these spacious and haughty states, nor any five, nor ten. Nor market, nor depot we, nor money-bank in the city. But these and all, and the brown and spreading land, and the mines below, are ours. And the shores of the sea are ours, and the rivers great and small, and the fields they moisten, and the crops and the fruits are ours, bays and channels and ships sailing in and out are ours, while we over all, over the area spread below, the three or four millions of square miles, the capitals, the forty millions of people. O bard, in life and death supreme, we, even we, henceforth flaunt out masterful, high up above, not for the present alone, for a thousand years chanting through you, this song, to the soul of one poor little child. Child. O oh, my father, I like not the houses. They will never to me be anything, nor do I like money. But to mount up there I would like, O oh, father dear, that banner I like, that pennant I would be, and must be. Father. Child of mine, you fill me with anguish. To be that pennant would be too fearful. Little you know what it is this day, and after this day forever, it is to gain nothing, but risk and defy everything. Forward to stand in front of wars, and, oh, such wars! What have you to do with them, with passions of demons, slaughter, premature death? Banner Demons and death, then I sing, put in all, 
I all will I, sword-shaped pennant for war, and a pleasure new and ecstatic, and the prattled yearning of children blent with the sounds of the peaceful land and the liquid wash of the sea, and the black ships fighting on the sea enveloped in smoke, and the icy cool of the far, far north with rustling cedars and pines, and the whir of drums and the sound of soldiers marching, and the hot sun shining south. And the beach waves combing over the beach on my eastern shore, and my western shore the same. And all between those shores, and my ever-running Mississippi with bends and shoots, and my Illinois fields, and my Kansas fields, and my fields of Missouri, the continent, devoting the whole identity without reserving an atom. Pour in, whelm that which asks, which sings, with all and the yield of all, fusing and holding, claiming, devouring the whole, no more with tender lip nor musical labial sound, but out of the night emerging for good, our voice persuasive no more, croaking like crows, here in the wind. Poet My limbs, my veins dilate, my theme is clear at last. Banner so broad advancing out of the night, I sing you haughty and resolute. I burst through where I waited long, too long, deafened and blinded. My hearing and tongue are come to me. A little child taught me. I hear from above, O pennant of war, your ironical call and demand. Insensate, insensate, yet I at any rate chant you. O banner, not houses of peace indeed are you, nor any nor all their prosperity. If need be, you shall again have every one of those houses to destroy them. You thought not to destroy those valuable houses, standing fast, full of comfort, built with money. May they stand fast, then? Not an hour except you above them and all stand fast. O banner, not money so precious are you, not farm produce you, nor the material good nutriment, nor excellent stores, nor landed on wharves from the ships, not the superb ships with sail-power or steam-power, fetching and carrying cargoes, nor machinery, vehicles, trade, nor revenues, but you, as henceforth I see you, running up out of the night, bringing your cluster of stars, ever enlarging stars, divider of daybreak you, cutting the air, touched by the sun, measuring the sky, passionately seen and yearned for by one poor little child, while others remain busy or smartly talking, forever teaching thrift. Thrift. O oh, you up there, O oh, pennant, where you undulate like a snake, hissing so curious. Out of reach, an idea only, yet furiously fought for, risking bloody death, loved by me, so loved. O oh, you banner leading the day with stars brought from the night. Valueless, object of eyes, over all and demanding all, absolute owner of all. O oh, banner and pennant! I too leave the rest, great as it is, it is nothing. Houses, machines are nothing. I see them not. 
I see but you, O warlike pennant, O banner so broad, with stripes, sing you only, flapping up there in the wind. Rise, O days, from your fathomless deeps. Rise, O days, from your fathomless deeps, Till you loftier, fiercer sweep. Long for my soul-hungering gymnastic, I devoured what the earth gave me. Long I roamed amid the woods of the north, Long I watched Niagara pouring. I travelled the prairies over, And slept on their breast. I crossed the Nevadas, I crossed the plateaus. I ascended the towering rocks along the Pacific. I sailed out to sea. I sailed through the storm. I was refreshed by the storm. I watched with joy the threatening maws of the waves. I marked the white combs where they careered so high, curling over. I heard the wind piping. I saw the black clouds. Saw from below what arose and mounted. Oh, superb! Oh, wild as my heart, and powerful! Heard the continuous thunder as it bellowed after the lightning. Noted the slender and jagged threads of lightning as sudden and fast amid the din they chased each other across the sky. These, and such as these, I, elate, saw, saw with wonder, yet pensive and masterful. All the menacing might of the globe uprisen around me, Yet there with my soul I fed, I fed content, supercilious. 2. T'was well, O soul, t'was a good preparation you gave me. Now we advance our latent and ampler hunger to fill. Now we go forth to receive what the earth and the sea never gave us. Not through the mighty woods we go, but through the mightier cities, Something for us is pouring, now more than Niagara pouring. Torrents of men. Sources and rills of the northwest, are you indeed inexhaustible? What, to pavements and homesteads here, what were those storms of the mountains and sea? What, to passions I witness around me to-day, was the sea risen? Was the wind piping the pipe of death under the black clouds? Lo, from deeps more unfathomable, something more deadly and savage, Manhattan rising, advancing with menacing front, Cincinnati, Chicago, unchained. What was that swell I saw on the ocean? Behold what comes here, how it climbs with daring feet and hands, how it dashes, how the true thunder bellows after the lightning, how bright the flashes of lightning. How democracy with desperate, vengeful port strides on, Shown through the dark by those flashes of lightning. Yet a mournful wail and low sob I fancied I heard through the dark, In a lull of the deafening confusion. 3. Thunder on! Stride on, democracy! Strike with vengeful stroke! And do you rise higher than ever yet, O days? O cities, crash heavier, heavier yet, O storms, you have done me good. My soul prepared in the mountains absorbs your immortal strong nutriment. Long had I walked my cities, my country roads through farms, only half satisfied. 
one doubt nauseous undulating like a snake crawled on the ground before me continually preceding my steps turning upon me oft ironically hissing low the cities i loved so well i abandoned and left i sped to the certainties suitable to me hungering 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 for primal energies and nature's dauntlessness i refreshed myself with it only i could relish it only i waited the bursting forth of the pent fire on the water and air waited long but now i no longer wait i am fully satisfied i am glutted i have witnessed the true lightning i have witnessed my cities electric i have lived to behold man burst forth and warlike america rise hence i will seek no more the food of the northern solitary wilds no more the mountains roam or sail the stormy sea virginia the west the noble sire fallen on evil days i saw with hand uplifted menacing brandishing memories of old in abeyance love and faith in abeyance the insane knife toward the mother of all the noble son on sinewy feet advancing i saw out of the land of prairies land of ohio's waters and of indiana to rescue the stalwart giant hurry his plenteous offspring dressed in blue bearing their trusty rifles on their shoulders then the mother of all with calm voice speaking as to you rebellious i seemed to hear her say why strive against me and why seek my life when you yourself forever provide to defend me for you provided me washington and now these also city of ships city of ships oh the black ships oh the fierce ships oh the beautiful sharp-bowed steamships and sail-ships city of the world for all races are here all the lands of the earth make contributions here city of the sea city of hurried and glittering tides city whose gleeful tides continually rush or recede whirling in and out with eddies and foam city of wharves and stores city of tall facades of marble and iron proud and passionate city mettlesome mad extravagant city spring up o city not for peace alone but be indeed yourself warlike fear not submit to no models but your own o city behold me incarnate me as i have incarnated you i have rejected nothing you offered me whom you adopted i have adopted good or bad i never question you i love all i do not condemn anything i chant and celebrate all that is yours yet peace no more in peace i chanted peace but now the drum of war is mine war red war is my song through your streets o city the centenarian's story volunteer of 1861 1862 at Washington Park, Brooklyn, assisting the centenarian. Give me your hand, old revolutionary, 
the hilltop is nigh but a few steps make room gentlemen up the path you have followed me well spite of your hundred and extra years you can walk old man though your eyes are almost done your faculties serve you and presently i must have them serve me rest while i tell what the crowd around us means on the plain below recruits are drilling and exercising there is the camp one regiment departs to-morrow do you hear the officers giving their orders do you hear the clank of the muskets why what comes over you now old man why do you tremble and clutch my hand so convulsively the troops are but drilling they are yet surrounded with smiles around them at hand the well-dressed friends and the women while splendid and warm the afternoon sun shines down green the midsummer verdure and fresh blows the dallying breeze o'er proud and peaceful cities and arm of the sea between but drill and parade are over they march back to quarters only hear that approval of hands hear what a clapping as wending the crowds now part and disperse but we old man not for nothing have i brought you hither we must remain you to speak in your turn and i to listen and tell the centenarian when i clutched your hand it was not with terror but suddenly pouring about me here on every side and below there where the boys were drilling and up the slopes they ran and where tents are pitched and wherever you see south and south-east and south-west over hills across lowlands and in the skirts of woods and along the shores in mire now filled over came again and suddenly raged as eighty-five years agone no mere parade received with applause of friends but a battle which i took part in myself i long ago as it is i took part in it walking then this hilltop this same ground i this is the ground my blind eyes even as i speak behold it re-peopled from graves the years recede pavements and stately houses disappear rude forts appear again the old hooped guns are mounted i see the lines of raised earth stretching from river to bay i mark the vista of waters i mark the uplands and slopes here we lay encamped it was this time in summer also as i talk i remember all i remember the declaration it was read here the whole army paraded it was read to us here by his staff surrounded the general stood in the middle he held up his unsheathed sword it glittered in the sun in full sight of the army twas a bold act then the english warships had just arrived we could watch down the lower bay where they lay at anchor and the transports swarming with soldiers a few days more and they landed and then the battle twenty thousand were brought against us a veteran force furnished with good artillery i tell not now the whole of the battle but one brigade early in the forenoon ordered forward to engage the redcoats of that brigade i tell and how steadily it marched and how long and well it stood confronting death who do you think that was marching steadily sternly confronting death it was the brigade of the youngest men two thousand strong raised in virginia and maryland 
and most of them known personally to the general. Jauntily forward they went with quick step toward Gowanus waters, till of a sudden unlooked for by defiles through the woods, gained at night the British advancing, rounding in from the east, fiercely playing their guns. That brigade of the youngest was cut off, and at the enemy's mercy. The general watched them from this hill. They made repeated desperate attempts to burst their environment, then drew close together, very compact, their flag flying in the middle. But, oh, from the hills, how the cannon were thinning and thinning them. It sickens me yet, that slaughter. I saw the moisture gather in drops on the face of the general. I saw how he wrung his hands in anguish. Meanwhile the British manoeuvred to draw us out for a pitched battle, but we dared not trust the chances of a pitched battle. We fought the fight in detachments. Sallying forth we fought at several points, but in each the luck was against us. Our foe advancing, steadily getting the best of it, pushed us back to the works on this hill till we turned menacing here, and then he left us. That was the going out of the brigade of the youngest men, two thousand strong. Few returned. Nearly all remain in Brooklyn. That and here my general's first battle. No women looking on, nor sunshine to bask in. It did not conclude with applause. Nobody clapped hands here, then. But in darkness, in mist, on the ground, under a chill rain, wearied that night we lay foiled and sullen, while scornfully laughed many an arrogant lord off against us encamped, quite within hearing, feasting, clinking wine-glasses together over their victory. So dull and damp, and another day, but the night of that, mist lifting, rain ceasing, Silent as a ghost, while they thought they were sure of him, my general retreated. I saw him at the riverside, down by the ferry, lit by torches, hastening the embarkation. My general waited till the soldiers and wounded were all passed over, and then—it was just ere sunrise—these eyes rested on him for the last time. Everyone else seemed filled with gloom. Many, no doubt, thought of capitulation— but when my general passed me, as he stood in his boat and looked toward the coming sun, I saw something different from capitulation. Terminus Enough! The centurion's story ends. The two, past and present, have interchanged. I myself, as connector, as chansonnier of a great future, am now speaking. And is this the ground Washington trod? And these waters I listlessly daily cross, are these the waters he crossed, as resolute in defeat as other generals in their proudest triumph? I must copy the story, and send it eastward and westward. I must preserve that look as it beamed on you rivers of Brooklyn. See, as the annual round returns, the phantoms return. It is the 27th of August, and the British have landed." The battle begins and goes against us. Behold, through the smoke, Washington's face. The brigade of Virginia and Maryland have marched forth to intercept the enemy. They are cut off, 
murderous artillery from the hills plays upon them, rank after rank falls, while over them silently droops the flag, baptized that day in many a young man's bloody wounds, in death, defeat, and sisters, mothers, tears. Ah, hills and slopes of Brooklyn, I perceive you are more valuable than your owners supposed. In the midst of you stands an encampment very old, stands forever the camp of that dead brigade. CAVALRY CROSSING A FORD A line in long array where they wind betwixt green islands, they take a serpentine course, their arms flash in the sun, hark to the musical clank. Behold the silvery river, in it the splashing horses loitering stop to drink. Behold the brown-faced men, each group, each person a picture. The negligent rest on the saddles, while some emerge on the opposite bank. Others are just entering the ford, while scarlet and blue and snowy white, the guidon flags flutter gaily in the wind. Bivouac on a mountainside I see before me now a travelling army halting. Below a fertile valley spread, with barns and the orchards of summer. Behind the terraced sides of a mountain, abrupt, in places rising high, broken with rocks and clinging cedars, with tall shapes dingily seen. The numerous camp-fires, scattered near and far, some away up on the mountain. The shadowy forms of men and horses, looming, large-sized, flickering. And over all the sky, the sky, far, far out of reach, studded, breaking out, the eternal stars. End of Book 21, Part 1 Read by Kara Schallenberg on December 12, 2005, in Oceanside, California. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book 21 Drum Taps. Part 2 An Army Corps on the March. With its cloud of skirmishers in advance, with now the sound of a single shot snapping like a whip, and now an irregular volley, the swarming ranks press on and on, the dense brigades press on, glittering dimly, toiling under the sun, the dust-covered men in columns rise and fall to the undulations of the ground, with artillery interspersed, the wheels rumble, the horses sweat, as the army corps advances. By the Bivouac's Fitful Flame By the Bivouac's Fitful Flame, a procession winding around me, solemn and sweet and slow, but first I note the tents of the sleeping army, the fields and woods dim outline, 
the darkness lit by spots of kindled fire, the silence, like a phantom, far or near, an occasional figure moving, the shrubs and trees, as I lift my eyes, they seem to be stealthily watching me, while wind in procession thoughts, oh, tender and wondrous thoughts, of life and death, of home and the past and loved, and of those that are far away. A solemn and slow procession there, as I sit on the ground, by the bivouac's fitful flame. Come up from the fields, father. Come up from the fields, father. Here's a letter from our Pete. And come to the front door, mother. Here's a letter from thy dear son. Lo, tis autumn. Lo, where the trees, deeper green, yellower and redder, cool and sweeten Ohio's villages with leaves fluttering in the moderate wind, where apples ripe in the orchards hang, and grapes on the trellised vines. Smell you the smell of the grapes on the vines? Smell you the buckwheat, where the bees were lately buzzing? Above all, lo, the sky so calm, so transparent after the rain, and with wondrous clouds, below, too, all calm, all vital and beautiful, and the farm prospers well. Down in the fields all prospers well. But now from the fields come father, come at the daughter's call, and come to the entry, mother, to the front door, come right away. Fast as she can she hurries, something ominous, her steps trembling. She does not tarry to smooth her hair, nor adjust her cap. Open the envelope quickly. Oh, this is not our son's writing. Yet his name is signed. Oh, a strange hand writes for our dear son. Oh, stricken mother's soul. All swims before her eyes, flashes with black. She catches the main words only, sentences broken. Gunshot wound in the breast, cavalry skirmish, taken to hospital. At present low, but will soon be better. Ah, now the single figure to me, amid all teeming and wealthy Ohio, with all its cities and farms, sickly white in the face and dull in the head, very faint, by the jam of a door leans. Grieve not so, dear mother, the just-grown daughter speaks through her sobs, the little sisters huddle around, speechless and dismayed. See, dearest mother, the letter says Pete will soon be better. Alas, poor boy, he will never be better. Nor may be needs to be better, that brave and simple soul. While they stand at home at the door, he is dead already. The only son is dead. But the mother needs to be better. She with thin form, presently dressed in black, by day her meals untouched. Then at night, fitfully sleeping, often waking, in the midnight waking, weeping, longing, with one deep longing. Oh, that she might withdraw unnoticed, silent from life escape and withdraw, to follow, to seek, to be with her dear dead son. Vigil strange I kept on the field one night. 
Vigil strange I kept on the field one night, When you, my son, and my comrade, Dropped at my side that day. One look I but gave which your dear eyes returned With a look I shall never forget. One touch of your hand to mine, O oh boy, Reached up as you lay on the ground. Then onward I sped in the battle, The even-contested battle. Till late in the night, Relieved to the place at last again I made my way, Found you in death, so cold, dear comrade, Found your body, son of responding kisses, Never again on earth responding. Bared your face in the starlight, curious the scene, Cool blew the moderate night wind. Long there and then in vigil I stood, Dimly around me the battlefield spreading, Vigil wondrous and vigil sweet, there in the fragrant silent night. But not a tear fell, not even a long-drawn sigh. Long, long I gazed. Then on the earth, partially reclining, sat by your side, leaning my chin in my hands. Passing sweet hours, immortal and mystic hours with you, dearest comrade. Not a tear not a word. Vigil of silence, love and death, vigil for you, my son and my soldier, as onward, silently, stars aloft, eastward new ones upward stole. Vigil final for you, brave boy. I could not save you. Swift was your death. I faithfully loved you and cared for you living. I think we shall surely meet again." Till at latest lingering of the night, indeed, just as the dawn appeared, my comrade I wrapped in his blanket, enveloped well his form, folded the blanket well, tucking it carefully overhead and carefully under feet. And there and then, and bathed by the rising sun, my son in his grave, in his rude-dug grave, I deposited. Ending my vigil strange with that, Vigil of night and battlefield dim, Vigil for boy of responding kisses, Never again on earth responding. Vigil for comrade swiftly slain, Vigil I never forget, How as day brightened, I rose from the chill ground, And folded my soldier well in his blanket, And buried him where he fell. A march in the ranks hard pressed, and the road unknown. A march in the ranks hard pressed, and the road unknown, a route through a heavy wood with muffled steps in the darkness, our army foiled with loss severe, and the sullen remnant retreating, till after midnight glimmer upon us the lights of a dim-lighted building. We come to an open space in the woods, and halt by the dim-lighted building. "'Tis a large old church at the crossing roads, now an impromptu hospital. Entering but for a minute I see a sight beyond all the pictures and poems ever made. Shadows of deepest, deepest black, just lit by moving candles and lamps, and by one great pitchy torch, stationary with wild red flame and clouds of smoke. By these, crowds, Groups of forms vaguely I see on the floor, Some in the pews laid down. 
At my feet more distinctly a soldier, a mere lad, in danger of bleeding to death. He is shot in the abdomen. I stanch the blood temporarily. The youngster's face is white as a lily. Then before I depart I sweep my eyes o'er the scene, fain to absorb it all. Faces, varieties, postures beyond description, most in obscurity, some of them dead. Surgeons operating, attendants holding lights, the smell of ether, odor of blood. The crowd, oh, the crowd of the bloody forms, the yard outside also filled. Some on the bare ground, some on planks or stretchers, some in the death spasm, sweating. An occasional scream or cry, the doctors shouted orders or calls. The glisten of the little steel instruments catching the glint of the torches. These I resume as I chant. I see again the forms. I smell the odor. Then hear outside the orders given. Fall in, my men, fall in. But first I bend to the dying lad. His eyes open. A half-smile gives he me. Then the eyes close, calmly close and I speed forth to the darkness, resuming, marching, ever in darkness marching, on in the ranks, the unknown road still marching. A Sight in Camp in the Daybreak Gray and Dim A sight in camp in the daybreak gray and dim, as from my tent I emerge so early sleepless, as slow I walk in the cool fresh air, the path near by the hospital tent. Three forms I see on stretchers lying, brought out there, untended lying. Over each the blanket spread, ample brownish woolen blanket, grey and heavy blanket, folding, covering all. Curious I halt and silent stand. Then with light fingers I from the face of the nearest, the first, just lift the blanket. Who are you, elderly man, so gaunt and grim, with well-grayed hair, and flesh all sunken about the eyes? Who are you, my dear comrade? Then to the second I step, and who are you, my child and darling? Who are you, sweet boy, with cheeks yet blooming? Then to the third, a face nor child nor old, very calm, as of beautiful yellow-white ivory. Young man, I think I know you. I think this face is the face of the Christ himself, dead and divine, and brother of all. And here again he lies. As toilsome I wandered Virginia's woods. As toilsome I wandered Virginia's woods, To the music of rustling leaves kicked by my feet, For t'was autumn. I marked at the foot of a tree the grave of a soldier, Mortally wounded he, and buried on the retreat. Easily all could understand. The halt of a midday hour went up no time to lose, Yet this sign left, on a tablet scrawled and nailed on the tree by the grave, bold, cautious, true, 
and my loving comrade. Long, long I muse, then on my way go wandering, many a changeful season to follow, and many a scene of life, yet at times through changeful season and scene, abrupt, alone, or in the crowded street, comes before me the unknown soldier's grave, comes the inscription rude in Virginia's woods, bold, cautious, true, and my loving comrade. NOT THE PILOT Not the pilot has charged himself to bring his ship into port, though beaten back and many times baffled. Not the pathfinder penetrating inland, weary and long, by deserts parched, snows chilled, rivers wet, perseveres till he reaches his destination. More than I have charged myself, heeded or unheeded, to compose march for these states, for a battle-call, rousing to arms if need be, years, centuries hence. YEAR THAT TREMBLED AND REELED BENEATH ME YEAR THAT TREMBLED AND REELED BENEATH ME, YOUR SUMMER WIND WAS WARM ENOUGH, YET THE AIR I BREATHED FROZE ME. A THICK GLOOM FELL THROUGH THE SUNSHINE AND DARKENED ME. MUST I CHANGE MY TRIUMPHANT SONGS? SAID I TO MYSELF. MUST I INDEED LEARN TO CHANT THE COLD DIRGES OF THE BAFFLED, AND SULLEN HYMNS OF DEFEAT? THE WOUND DRESSER 1. AN OLD MAN BENDING I COME AMONG NEW FACES, YEARS LOOKING BACKWARD, RESUMING IN ANSWER TO CHILDREN, COME TELL US, OLD MAN, AS FROM YOUNG MEN AND MAIDENS THAT LOVE ME, Aroused and angry, I'd thought to beat the alarm, and urge relentless war, but soon my fingers failed me, my face drooped, and I resigned myself to sit by the wounded and soothe them, or silently watch the dead. Years hence of these scenes, of these furious passions, these chances of unsurpassed heroes, was one side so brave, the other was equally brave. Now be witness again, paint the mightiest armies of earth. Of those armies so rapid, so wondrous, what saw you to tell us? What stays with you latest and deepest? Of curious panics, of hard-fought engagements or sieges tremendous, what deepest remains? 2. O maidens and young men I love and that love me, what you ask of my days, those the strangest and sudden your talking recalls. Soldier alert, I arrive after a long march covered with sweat and dust. In the nick of time I come, plunge in the fight, loudly shout in the rush of successful charge. Enter the captured works, yet lo, like a swift running river they fade, pass and are gone, they fade. I dwell not on soldiers' perils or soldiers' joys. Both I remember well, many the hardships, few the joys. Yet I was content. But in silence, in dreams' projections, while the world of gain and appearance and mirth goes on, so soon what is over forgotten, and waves wash the imprints off the sand. With hinged knees returning I enter the doors, 
while for you up there, whoever you are, follow without noise, and be of strong heart. Bearing the bandages, water and sponge, straight and swift, to my wounded I go, where they lie on the ground after the battle brought in, where their priceless blood reddens the grass, the ground, or to the rows of the hospital tent, or under the roofed hospital to the long rows of cots, up and down each side I return, to each and all, one after another I draw near, not one do I miss. An attendant follows, holding a tray. He carries a refuse pail, soon to be filled with clotted rags and blood, emptied and refilled again. I onward go, I stop, with hinged knees and steady hand to dress wounds. I am firm with each. The pangs are sharp yet unavoidable. One turns to me his appealing eyes. Poor boy, I never knew you, yet I think I could not refuse this moment to die for you, if that would save you. 3. On, on I go. Open doors of time, open hospital doors. The crushed head I dress, poor crazed hand, tear not the bandage away. The neck of the cavalryman with the bullet through and through examine. Hard the breathing rattles, quite glazed already the eye, yet life struggles hard. Come, sweet death, be persuaded, O oh, beautiful death, in mercy come quickly. From the stump of the arm, the amputated hand, I undo the clotted lint, remove the slough, wash off the matter and blood. Back on his pillow the soldier bends with curved neck and side-falling head. His eyes are closed, his face is pale. He dares not look on the bloody stump, and has not yet looked on it. I dress a wound in the side, deep, deep, but a day or two more, for see the frame all wasted and sinking, and the yellow-blue countenance, see. I dress the perforated shoulder, the foot with the bullet wound, cleanse the one with a gnawing and putrid gangrene, so sickening, so offensive, while the attendant stands behind, aside me, holding the tray and pail. I am faithful, I do not give out, the fractured thigh, the knee, the wound in the abdomen, these and more I dress with impassive hand, yet deep in my breast a fire, a burning flame. 4. Thus in silence, in dreams, projections, returning, resuming, I thread my way through the hospitals, the hurt and wounded I pacify with soothing hand. I sit by the restless all the dark night, some are so young, some suffer so much, I recall the experience, sweet and sad. Many a soldier's loving arms about this neck have crossed and rested. Many a soldier's kiss dwells on these bearded lips. Long, too long, America. Long, too long, America, traveling roads all even and peaceful you learned from joys and prosperity only. But now... Ah, now, to learn from crises of anguish, advancing, grappling with direst fate, and recoiling not, and now to conceive and show to the world what your children en masse really are, 
for who except myself has yet conceived what your children en masse really are? Give me the splendid silent sun. 1. Give me the splendid silent sun, with all his beams full dazzling. Give me autumnal fruit, ripe and red from the orchard. Give me a field where the unmowed grass grows. Give me an arbor, give me the trellised grape. Give me fresh corn and wheat. Give me serene moving animals, teaching content. Give me nights perfectly quiet, as on high plateaus west of the Mississippi, and I looking up at the stars. Give me odorous at sunrise a garden of beautiful flowers, where I can walk undisturbed. Give me for marriage a sweet-breathed woman, of whom I should never tire. Give me a perfect child. Give me away, aside from the noise of the world, a rural domestic life. Give me to warble spontaneous songs, recluse by myself, for my own ears only. Give me solitude, give me nature, give me again, O nature, your primal sanities. These demanding to have them, tired with ceaseless excitement and racked by the war strife. These to procure incessantly asking, rising in cries from my heart, while yet incessantly asking still, I adhere to my city. Day upon day, and year upon year, O city, walking your streets, where you hold me enchained a certain time, refusing to give me up, yet giving to make me glutted, enriched of soul, you give me forever faces. O oh, I see what I sought to escape, confronting, reversing my cries, see my own soul trampling down what it asked for. 2. Keep your splendid silent sun, keep your woods, O nature, and the quiet places by the woods. Keep your fields of clover and timothy, and your cornfields and orchards. Keep the blossoming buckwheat fields where the ninth-month bees hum. Give me faces and streets, give me these phantoms incessant and endless along the trottoirs. Give me interminable eyes, give me women, Give me comrades and lovers by the thousand. Let me see new ones every day. Let me hold new ones by the hand every day. Give me such shows. Give me the streets of Manhattan. Give me Broadway with the soldiers marching. Give me the sound of the trumpets and drums. The soldiers in companies or regiments, some starting away, flushed and reckless. Some, their time up, returning with thinned ranks, young, yet very old, worn, marching, noticing nothing. Give me the shores and wharves, heavy fringed with black ships, oh, such for me, oh, an intense life, full to repletion and varied. The life of the theatre, bar-room, huge hotel for me, the saloon of the steamer, the crowded excursion for me, the torchlight procession, the dense brigade bound for the war, with high-piled military wagons following. People, endless, streaming with strong voices, passions, pageants, Manhattan streets with their powerful throbs, with beating drums as now, the endless and noisy chorus, the rustle and clank of muskets, even the sight of the wounded. 
Manhattan crowds with their turbulent musical chorus, Manhattan faces and eyes forever for me. Dirge for Two Veterans The last sunbeam lightly falls from the finished Sabbath on the pavement here, and there beyond it is looking, down a new-made double grave. Lo, the moon ascending up from the east, the silvery round moon, beautiful over the housetops, ghastly, phantom moon, immense and silent moon. I see a sad procession, and I hear the sound of coming full-keyed bugles, all the channels of the city streets, their flooding, as with voices and with tears. I hear the great drums pounding, and the small drums steady whirring, and every blow of the great convulsive drums strikes me through and through. For the sun is brought with the father, in the foremost ranks of the fierce assault they fell, two veterans, son and father, dropped together, and the double grave awaits them. Now nearer blow the bugles, and the drums strike more convulsive, and the daylight o'er the pavement quite has faded, and the strong dead march enwraps me. In the eastern sky upboying, the sorrowful vast phantom moves illumined, till some mother's large transparent face in heaven brighter growing. O strong dead march, you please me, O moon immense, with your silvery face, you soothe me. O my soldiers twain, O my veterans passing to burial, What I have I also give you. The moon gives you light, and the bugles and the drums give you music, And my heart, O my soldiers, my veterans, my heart gives you love. Over the carnage rose prophetic a voice. Over the carnage rose prophetic a voice. Be not disheartened. Affection shall solve the problems of freedom yet. Those who love each other shall become invincible. They shall yet make Columbia victorious. Sons of the mother of all, you shall yet be victorious. You shall yet laugh to scorn the attacks of all the remainder of the earth. No danger shall balk Columbia's lovers, if need be a thousand shall sternly immolate themselves for one. One from Massachusetts shall be a Missourian's comrade, from Maine and from hot Carolina, and another an Oregonese shall be friend's triune, more precious to each other than all the riches of the earth. To Michigan Florida perfumes shall tenderly come, not the perfumes of flowers, but sweeter, and wafted beyond death. It shall be customary in the houses and streets to see manly affection, the most dauntless and rude shall touch face to face lightly. The dependence of liberty shall be lovers, the continuance of equality shall be comrades. These shall tie you and band you stronger than hoops of iron, I, ecstatic, O partners, O lands, with the love of lovers tie you. Were you looking to be held together by lawyers, or by an agreement on a paper, or by arms? Nay, nor the world, nor any living thing will so cohere. 
I SAW OLD GENERAL AT BAY I saw old general at bay, old as he was, his grey eyes yet shone out in battle like stars. His small force was now completely hemmed in, in his works. He called for volunteers to run the enemy's lines, a desperate emergency. I saw a hundred and more step forth from the ranks, but two or three were selected. I saw them receive their orders aside. They listened with care. The adjutant was very grave. I saw them depart with cheerfulness, freely risking their lives. THE ARTILLERYMAN'S VISION While my wife at my side lies slumbering, and the wars are overlong, and my head on the pillow rests at home, and the vacant midnight passes, and through the stillness through the dark I hear, just hear, the breath of my infant. There in the room as I wake from sleep this vision presses upon me. The engagement opens there and then in fantasy unreal. The skirmishers begin. They crawl cautiously ahead. I hear the irregular snap, snap. I hear the sounds of the different missiles, the short t-t-t-t of the rifle balls. I see the shells exploding, leaving small white clouds. I hear the great shells shrieking as they pass, the grape like the hum and whir of wind through the trees. Tumultuous now the contest rages. All the scenes at the batteries rise in detail before me again, the crashing and smoking, the pride of the men in their pieces. The chief gunner ranges and sights his piece and selects a fuse of the right time. After firing I see him lean aside and look eagerly off to note the effect. Elsewhere I hear the cry of a regiment charging. The young colonel leads himself this time with brandished sword. I see the gaps cut by the enemy's volleys, quickly filled up, no delay. I breathe the suffocating smoke, then the flat clouds hover low, concealing all. Now a strange lull for a few seconds, not a shot fired on either side. Then resumed the chaos louder than ever, with eager calls and orders of officers. While from some distant part of the field the wind wafts to my ears a shout of applause, some special success, and ever the sound of the cannon far or near, rousing even in dreams a devilish exultation, and all the old mad joy in the depths of my soul. And ever the hastening of infantry, shifting positions, batteries, cavalry, moving hither and thither. The falling, dying, I heed not. The wounded, dripping, and red, heed not. Some to the rear are hobbling. Grime, heat, rush, aide-de-camps galloping by, or on a full run, with the patter of small arms, the warning st of the rifles. These in my vision I hear or see. And bombs bursting in air, and at night the vari-coloured rockets. Ethiopia saluting the colours. Who are you, dusky woman, so ancient, hardly human, with your woolly white and turbaned head and bare bony feet? Why, rising by the roadside here, do you the colours greet? Tis while our army lines Carolina's sands and pines, 
forth from thy hovel door thou ethiopia comest to me as under doughty sherman i march toward the sea me master years a hundred since from my parents sundered a little child they caught me as the savage beast is caught then hither me across the sea the cruel slaver brought no further does she say but lingering all the day her high-born turbaned head she wags and rolls her darkling eye and courtesies to the regiments the guidons moving by what is it fateful woman so blear hardly human why wag your head with turban bound yellow red and green are the things so strange and marvellous you see or have seen not youth pertains to me not youth pertains to me nor delicatesse i cannot beguile the time with talk awkward in the parlour neither a dancer nor elegant in the learned coterie sitting constrained and still for learning inures not to me beauty knowledge inure not to me yet there are two or three things inure to me i have nourished the wounded and soothed many a dying soldier and at intervals waiting or in the midst of camp composed these songs race of veterans race of veterans race of victors race of the soil ready for conflict race of the conquering march no more credulity's race abiding tempered race race henceforth owning no law but the law of itself race of passion and the storm world take good notice world take good notice silver stars fading milky hue ripped wet of white detaching coals thirty-eight baleful burning scarlet significant hands-off warning now and henceforth flaunt from these shores o tan-faced prairie boy o tan-faced prairie boy before you came to camp came many a welcome gift praises and presents came and nourishing food till at last among the recruits you came taciturn with nothing to give we but looked on each other when lo more than all the gifts of the world you gave me look down fair moon look down fair moon and bathe this scene pour softly down night's nimbus floods on faces ghastly swollen purple on the dead on their backs with arms tossed wide pour down your unstinted nimbus sacred moon reconciliation word over all beautiful as the sky beautiful that war and all its deeds of carnage must in time be utterly lost that the hands of the sisters death and night incessantly softly wash again and ever again this solid world for my enemy is dead a man divine as myself is dead i look where he lies white-faced and still in the coffin i draw near bend down and touch lightly with my lips the white face in the coffin how solemn as one by one washington city 1865 how solemn as one by one 
as the ranks returning, worn and sweaty, as the men file by where stand, as the faces, the masks appear, as I glance at the faces studying the masks, as I glance upward out of this page studying you, dear friend, whoever you are. How solemn the thought of my whispering soul to each in the ranks, and to you, I see behind each mask that wonder, a kindred soul. Oh, the bullet could never kill what you really are, dear friend, nor the bayonet stab what you really are. The soul, yourself I see, great as any, good as the best, waiting, secure and content, which the bullet could never kill, nor the bayonet stab, O oh friend. As I lay with my head in your lap, camarado, as I lay with my head in your lap, camarado, the confession I made I resume, what I said to you and the open air I resume. I know I am restless and make others so. I know my words are weapons full of danger, full of death, for I confront peace, security, and all settled laws to unsettle them. I am more resolute because all have denied me than I could ever have been had all accepted me. I heed not, and have never heeded either experience, cautions, majorities, nor ridicule. And the threat of what is called hell is little or nothing to me, and the lure of what is called heaven is little or nothing to me. Dear camarado, I confess I have urged you onward with me, and still urge you, without the least idea what is our destination, or whether we shall be victorious, or utterly quelled, and defeated." Delicate Cluster Delicate cluster, flag of teeming life, covering all my lands, all my seashores lining. Flag of death, how I watched you through the smoke of battle pressing, how I heard you flap and rustle, cloth defiant. Flag cerulean, sunny flag, with the orbs of night dappled, ah, my silvery beauty, ah, my woolly white and crimson. Ah, to sing the song of you, my matron mighty, the sacred one, my mother. To a Certain Civilian Did you ask dulcet rhymes from me? Did you seek the civilian's peaceful and languishing rhymes? Did you find what I sang erewhile so hard to follow? Why, I was not singing erewhile for you to follow, to understand, nor am I now. I have been born of the same as the war was born. The drum corps' rattle is ever to me sweet music. I love well the martial dirge, with slow wail and convulsive throb, leading the officer's funeral. What to such as you, anyhow, such a poet as I? Therefore leave my works, and go lull yourself with what you can understand, and with piano tunes, for I lull nobody, and you will never understand me. Lo, Victress on the Peaks Lo, Victress on the Peaks, where thou with mighty brow regarding the world, the world, O Libertad, that vainly conspired against thee, out of its countless beleaguering toils, after thwarting them all, dominant with the dazzling sun around thee, flauntest now unharmed in immortal soundness and bloom, lo, in these hours supreme, no poem proud I chanting bring to thee, nor mastery's rapturous verse, but a cluster containing night's darkness and blood-dripping wounds, 
and psalms of the dead. Spirit Whose Work Is Done, Washington City, 1865 Spirit whose work is done, spirit of dreadful hours, Ere departing fade from my eyes your forests of bayonets, Spirit of gloomiest fears and doubts, yet onward ever unfaltering pressing, Spirit of many a solemn day and many a savage scene, Electric spirit, that with muttering voice through the war now closed, Like a tireless phantom flitted, Rousing the land with breath of flame while you beat and beat the drum, Now as the sound of the drum, hollow and harsh to the last, reverberates round me, As your ranks, your immortal ranks, return, return from the battles, as the muskets of the young men yet lean over their shoulders, as I look on the bayonets bristling over their shoulders, as those slanted bayonets, whole forests of them appearing in the distance, approach and pass on, returning homeward. Moving with steady motion, swaying to and fro, to the right and left, evenly, lightly, rising and falling, while the steps keep time. Spirit of ours I knew, all hectic red one day, but pale as death next day. Touch my mouth ere you depart, press my lips close. Leave me your pulses of rage, bequeath them to me, fill me with currents convulsive. Let them scorch and blister out of my chance when you are gone. Let them identify you to the future in these songs. Adieu to a Soldier Adieu, O soldier, you of the rude campaigning, which we shared, the rapid march, the life of the camp, the hot contention of opposing fronts, the long manoeuvre, red battles with their slaughter, the stimulus, the strong, terrific game, spell of all brave and manly hearts, the trains of time through you and like of you, all filled with war and war's expression. Adieu, dear comrade, your mission is fulfilled, but I, more warlike, myself and this contentious soul of mine, still on our own campaigning bound, through untried roads with ambushes opponents lined, through many a sharp defeat and many a crisis, often baffled, here marching, ever marching on, a war fight out, I here, to fiercer, weightier battles give expression. Turn, O Libertad. Turn, O Libertad, for the war is over. From it, and all henceforth expanding, doubting no more, resolute, sweeping the world. Turn from lands retrospective, recording proofs of the past, from the singers that sing the trailing glories of the past, from the chants of the feudal world, the triumphs of kings, slavery, caste, Turn to the world, the triumphs reserved, and to come, give up that backward world. Leave to the singers of hitherto, give them the trailing past, but what remains for singers for you, wars to come are for you. Lo, how the wars of the past have duly inured to you, and the wars of the present also inure. Then turn, and be not alarmed, O Libertad, Turn your undying face to where the future, greater than all the past, is swiftly, surely, preparing for you. 
To the leavened soil they trod. To the leavened soil they trod, calling, I sing for the last. Forth from my tent, emerging for good, loosing, untying the tent ropes. In the freshness, the forenoon air, in the far-stretching circuits and vistas again to peace restored. To the fiery fields emanative, and the endless vistas beyond, to the south and the north. To the leavened soil of the general western world to attest my songs, To the Alleghanian hills and the tireless Mississippi, To the rocks I calling sing, and all the trees in the woods, To the plains of the poems of heroes, to the prairies spreading wide, To the far-off sea and the unseen winds, and the sane impalpable air, And responding they answer all, but not in words, the average earth, the witness of war and peace, acknowledges mutely. The prairie draws me close, as the father to bosom broad the sun. The northern ice and rain that began me nourish me to the end, but the hot sun of the south is to fully ripen my songs. End of Book 21 Part 2 Read by Kara Schallenberg on December 12, 2005, in Oceanside, California. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.